From South Bend, Indiana, I'm Jacob Titus. Welcome to episode 26 of This Day in South Bend. Today is Friday, May 8th, 2020. One of my favorite things about our blog, West SB, is that it's helped me learn so much about the historically ethnic neighborhoods in South Bend. When I publish stories about Indiana Avenue or St. Adalbert's and post them on Facebook, so many people reach out with memories of, of memories of these neighborhoods when they got started, and a lot of them were tight-knit ethnic neighborhoods like for example, the neighborhood just south of Indiana Avenue off of the Studebaker plant was primarily Hungarian. But one of these neighborhoods that I don't know much about is the old Italian neighborhood known as Little Italy. And so today we turn to Tuesday, May 8th, 1990, for one man's memories of this neighborhood. One note, the scan of this article is pretty blurry. So if I stumble over any words or get any letters wrong, I beg for your forgiveness. Little Italy neighborhood is long gone, but memories remain. By Larry J. Giantomas. Are there any ethnic neighborhoods left today? The area of South Bend, where I was born and raised, was called Little Italy, and contained most of the Italian families in South Bend. It consisted of a stretch of North Niles Avenue and some Italian families on Hill Street and Crescent Avenue. To me, it was a large network of warm, kind, friendly, hard-working immigrant families. Some of them were related to me, and we called each other Cugino, or cousin. The names of these families stand out like neon signs in my memory. The Dominellos, the Luprestos, the Papandrias, the Rodinos, the Nales, the Samaris, the Polas, the Ferreros, and others. I know that the first generation of those families is now departed, but there are second, third, and even fourth generations in South Bend today. The elders are gone, but never forgotten. They forged the way for all of us who followed. I consider my maternal grandmother, Marta Teresa Dominello, the anchor of that old neighborhood. She and my grandfather arrived in South Bend in 1906 with one daughter, my Aunt Rose, who was six. Only the Madison family preceded them, and the Madisons lived on Niles Avenue, about where the ice plant stood when I was a boy. Mrs. Madison became the godmother to all my grandmother's children born in this country. My grandparents emigrated from Reggio Calabria, a province in southern Italy where farming was the mainstay of life. I am told that my grandfather, Salvatore, had the most beautiful garden in the city. He was killed in 1923 when a train struck the horse and buggy he was riding in near the Sample Street Viaduct. This left my grandmother a widow with four young children at home. Aunt Rose had married quite young in 1914. To make ends meet, Grandmother took in boarders, mostly young men who had recently arrived from Italy and had no place to stay. Grandmother also was a midwife and delivered many babies in those early years. 
1927, my Aunt Rose and her husband, Anthony Vumbaka, opened the first Italian restaurant in South Bend and called it the Sunny Italy Cafe. It was on Niles Avenue. It stands today, presently owned and operated by cousins, the Bambers. It remains a favorite Notre Dame eating establishment and is still fondly referred to as Rosie's. I recall when they made the film on Newt Rockney in the late 1930s, I got to see some pretty famous movie stars who dined at the sunny Italy. Pat O'Brien, Ronald Reagan, and Donald Crisp. I think everyone, at one time or another, worked at the sunny Italy. I had to peel large sacks of potatoes by hand, and also ground wedges of Romano cheese by hand. This was the wonderful cheese that enhanced the flavor of many dishes served at the sunny Italy. My older sister Marianne worked there and mom waitressed there for many years. In 1947, my parents opened their own Italian restaurant. It was the Italian Village and was located on South Lafayette Street. I worked there all through high school. Sometimes a strolling minstrel would visit our neighborhood. My uncle Tony would come out from the restaurant to join the crowd and listen to the old gent play his mandolin and sing favorite Italian songs. Uncle Tony was considered our rich relative, and he would always have a folded bill for the old troubadour after the concert. I learned my first Italian Christmas carol from my grandmother. It was Tu Sende Bella Stelle, or You Descended from the Stars. I can still hear her singing that carol to me at Christmas time. These Italian immigrants were all excellent gardeners, and everyone had a large garden behind their home. As for me, my grandmother would load my wagon full of produce from her garden. Radishes, carrots, tomatoes, peppers, and make me peddle them in other neighborhoods. How I hated that. On Palm Sunday, she would affix a cross made of blessed palms to a large stake or pole in the garden to invoke God's blessing on a bountiful harvest. Aunt Anna, the second eldest daughter, born in this country soon after the family arrived from Italy, died in 1934. She was 18 years old. Grandmother always believed, until the day she died, that it was the curse, mal occhio, or evil eye, that killed her beloved daughter. Mom told me in later years it was probably polio that caused her death. My family moved from Little Italy in 1940. I remember that day so well. Dad had purchased a larger home on East Howard Street, about five blocks from Niles Avenue. But to a small boy, it was like moving to another city. The day we moved, a warm summer day in June, Grandmother was sitting in a chair under a large mulberry tree in her front yard and watching us closely. When Dad announced that we were ready to drive to the new house, I could not bring myself to leave. I ran down the street to where my grandmother was sitting, tears streaming down my face, and she hugged and comforted me. I stayed with her for several days before I could bring myself to move to the new house. To an Italian child, his or her nana is the most loved and important person in the whole world. Yes, I do return to Little Italy when I am in South Bend on visits. Only the restaurant and two homes remain standing. The rest of the area, which once teemed with life, is now just open, desolate space. I walk to the site where my childhood home once stood, and I am a boy again. How I loved that neighborhood. I doubt if there are many real, true blue ethnic neighborhoods left like my little Italy. 
we no longer have the mass immigration from Europe that took place at the turn of the century up until World War I. This immigration forced these ethnic neighborhoods like the one I grew up in. Do I miss it? You bet your bottom lira I do. Until Monday. Thank you for listening.